Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, when the people demand magical acts from their government, you better step aside and watch out because odds are they're going to get it good and hard. The lessons we still have to learn. Troy Aikman thinks Tim Tebow being signed then cut was a good thing both coming and going for new head coach Urban Meyer. All that plus Daniel Craig is either a genius or a Grinch. Your 45 minute dose of me and only me is locked and loaded so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Wednesday, August 18, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Solo show tonight, so let's get right to it. Cut number one. Well then, I guess that's your problem, isn't it? There was a tweet from somebody that went as follows. It's not the government that worries me now. They do what is politically viable, which to my shock, lockdowns, and restrictions were. The public are largely leading the politicians. You need to convince them that basic human rights are important, and then the rest will fall into place. Well, good luck with that. H.L. Mencken, an American journalist, editor, essayist, linguist, lexographer, and critic of the late 19th century and early 20th century, had so many good quotes from so far back in time, 50, 60, 70, 80 years back, that they ring true now today more than ever. Maybe the greatest H.L. Mencken quote 
is the average man does not want to be free. He simply wants to be safe. Or in our case today, they want to think they are safe. An illusion will do as good a trick as the real thing. Convince them they are, and they will feel happy. Mencken also said, quote, On some great and glorious day, the plain folks of the land will reach their heart's desire at last, and the White House will be adorned by a downright moron. I think we can agree. We're, we're on a hot streak there, aren't we? Two in a row! He also said, quote, For every complex problem, there is an answer that is clear, simple, and wrong. Sound familiar? He also said, quote, the urge to save humanity is almost always only a false face for the urge to rule it. Amen to that. Socrates made clear in Plato's Republic that he did not want doctors to rule society. He argued philosophers or even poets would be far better governors of society than doctors because they at least attempt to understand political and social life in its entirety and they minister to the human mind and the human soul. Doctors, by contrast, tend to disregard the soul. It's the nature of their art to focus on only the body in lieu of higher concerns. Well, here we are, kids, approaching September of year two of the COVID era, which will last who knows how long. It seems that masks have made a comeback in certain places, but aren't being widely really followed or enforced only against the poorest, or not the poorest, but the smallest and the least powerful in our society, the kids. Oh, we can force you to do that. And travelers, basically. And they're trying to encroach now on restaurants and pubs and stadiums. The Raiders becoming the second team that's going to say we need mandatory proof of vaccination. The government thinks it can do magical things. This is true of all societies and all governments. And the public often encourages their government to try to do magical things. Such as contain the spread of an airborne virus that is so small, you can't see it, you can't taste it, it can slip through any pore in just about any mask you might wear. But when the impossible thing doesn't happen, and I'd say that is certainly happening right now, 18 months into this, The government doesn't turn introspective. They don't scritch their chin and say, hmm, what happened there? You got to rethink this. This is not work. They don't ask hard questions of themselves or perhaps their expert class advisors. And nobody faces any consequences. No. Why would they? Instead, they double and triple down because A, they can. They're the government. They have like an unlimited line of credit at the casino of doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down. And because B, their ego and their existence demands it. They cannot admit, you know what? We were wrong like the Fonz. So eventually the impossible thing fails. And everything that was schemed up to try to do the impossible thing, starts flying apart. And the government will then blame somebody else, something else, probably you for not behaving the way you should. That's already happening. And then they move on. Wash, rinse, and rich, and repeat. I liken what we're doing right now is like a washing machine 
that gets set to self-destruct. You ever seen, there's some videos on YouTube, you can see it. People will take an old washing machine or a dryer, I guess, and they will bolt it to like a big wooden pallet to keep it from moving. They will turn it on high and they'll throw a brick into an otherwise empty washing machine and watch it start getting more and more off balance as it spins around and starts wobbling. You will watch, if you go to YouTube, you will watch some of the most hilarious, holy shit, that that washing machine just kept going and going and going and it tore itself apart. That seemingly is America and many, many Western societies. Not all of them. I'll get to that in a second. To keep this from happening, I'm afraid it would take a very special population in a democracy to do it. It would take informed citizens. We don't have as many of those as we need. It would take governance rules that prohibit the establishment elite of creating a permanent rotating power structure. We definitely don't have that. Look at all of the elite families and tentacles of the families in these positions. And it would most importantly take an honest, free media willing to hound the living shit out of each and every politician and governor and authority out there to hold them accountable for their fuck-ups and their missteps and their lies and their bullshit. No matter if they are a Republican, Republican, Democrat or something in between. And we have none of that. We have even a worse situation in which the mainstream media has just aligned and coalesced around one of the two parties and essentially carries water for that party and defends them at every turn. So this COVID thing, I'm afraid, could be a lot like Afghanistan. I hope it doesn't last 20 years, but I mean, I can't rule anything out in which we will try to do something magical like we're doing now. The public will encourage it, which many are. The thing will fail inevitably. We will tell ourselves some fantastic lies to sort of ease our cognitive dissonance. The government will lie. They'll just keep on lying with the kind of regularity, mendacity, and utter shamelessness that they always lie with. And eventually it will all fall apart. The washing machine with a brick in it will just finally... So I'm hunkering down for a a wee bit of misery here for a while. I've grabbed a Snickers. I thought this thing was over back in May, but it apparently is not. We're now learning that, yes, (laughs) the Pfizer vaccine wears off after about eight months. That's why the administration is now going to propose a booster shot. Eight months after you've had your first shot, which begs the question, what now constitutes being, quote, fully vaccinated? I joked earlier, someone said this on the internet, that it'll be like Netflix for your upper arm. It'll be a subscription. Of course, they've done no extensive testing other than a tiny, limited sample size, literally in the hundreds of people who have taken a third jab. So who knows what happens when you start poke, poke, poking every eight months, but we're going to find out, aren't we? For better or for worse, apparently. So it looks like this trip to Vegas I was planning with Sergeant Mikey and the gang from Wisconsin to play golf, gamble on football, and have a grand time in a beautiful time of the year in Vegas where I've never been there in the fall. I don't think that's going to happen for me because I'm not going if there's a mask mandate still in place. I'm just not. I went Last year during that, it was suck 
minus. Can't do it, won't do it. But here's the thing. Here's the positive angle. I'm going to look to turn elsewhere and do things I can do. And there are lots of things I can do. You can go south to the freer states in our wonderful union. You can drive places if restrictions on air travel get crazier and crazier. You can do stuff closer to where you live. There's stuff that can be done. You can redirect yourself to personal growth and focus on other things. And eventually, the washing machine will fly apart and disintegrate. And then we'll have to start over. And hopefully, we can build back better. Can I use that phrase? Hopefully, common sense will start to take hold. Hopefully. But hey, at least we're not New Zealand or Australia. Oh, boy. New Zealand has gone completely mad. This prime minister, this uh, Jacintha, what's her name, with the big teeth and the New Ze- the Kiwi accent, because that's what she is, apparently very popular, won re-election during COVID, so they like what she's doing. She announced they are locking down New Zealand, the whole country, due to one case. one case and it's the first case in 170 days and take a listen to her instructions to the subjects of the prisoner colony formerly known as New Zealand stay local and do not congregate don't talk to your neighbours please keep to your bubbles it comes down again to those very simple principles we know from overseas Uh, cases of the Delta variant, that it can be spread by people simply walking past one another. So keep those movements outside to the bare minimum, wear a mask, and make sure you keep up that physical distancing. Wow. Don't talk to your neighbors. And like I said, and like that quote from somebody on Twitter, you know, the public in a lot of these countries supports this insanity. Australia, meanwhile, is set to mass vaccinate 24,000 kids in a stadium and no parents will be allowed to be with them. Sound dystopian? Yeah, it does to me as well. And yet they're calling it, the officials there, an opportunity. Take a listen to this, Nimrod. I want to stress that uh, to the mums and dads, Your children will be well looked after inside when they arrive. They'll be literally ushered. We'll have uh, nurses, we'll have uh, some of the youth command, we'll have uh, some of the young young police from the uh, uh, the various uh, operations within police there just to guide them through um, as to where they go. They'll be looked after every moment inside the uh, the stadium and uh, they'll be well cared for. So mums and dads feel secure. We've got about 24,000 students we're aiming to get through next week. Uh, The messages will come out this week. And the opportunity is there, but really you've got to take it, grasp it with both hands. Um, I know uh, if you talk to any of our Olympians, I'll tell you, you've just got to grasp opportunity, and this is an opportunity, so don't waste it. Wow. Chilling, dystopian, and crazy that it's really happening. And yet half the people out there, maybe some of you listening, are like, what? What's the problem? I think they've got a good strategy. To me, it's... Horrifying. Meanwhile, the politicians are so dedicated to sunk costs of a bad policy that they're going this far as well in Australia. Hey, asshole, stop taking your mask down to drink. 
removal of masks to consume alcohol outdoors. So you will no longer be able to remove your mask to drink a cocktail uh, at a pop-up beer garden on a footpath uh, as part of a pub crawl. The VCGLR and I understand Victoria Police are looking at what occurred over the weekend at a number of licensed venues. There's been reviews conducted into the terms of those licences and whether any of those licence holders have done the wrong thing. Again, that makes you angry, but why am I angry about that? Because it devalues the work that thousands of publicans and restaurant owners and bar owners, the good work that they're doing, diligently following COVID-safe protocols, providing takeaway, take away, not hang around and turn the footpath into a pub. Oh, my God. Take away. you got to see this knob's face as he's explaining all this with such utter disdain for the people. How dare they? And then there's this. They're building internment camps in Australia. The construction of the Mickleham Quarantine Camp is underway. It'll house a 1,000 beds and is being dubbed the Melbourne Centre for National Resilience. Yes, resilience sounds extremely Orwellian. But they have yet to come to your neighbourhood to force you into this. Yet. That could change, We need to be going door to door. We're not at a point where we need entire suburbs to come out and get tested. If we get to that stage, then we won't hesitate. I think we've shown... In fact, I know we've shown uh, that we're prepared to do what has to be done. Prepared to do what has to be done. How is this possible? One is they have no oceans, so they have a false sense of security. They started with that, like, well, you know, we could actually keep this out because we're an island. That was a huge mistake. Secondly, they don't have any guns in Australia. And they have bragged about that for years, that after a particularly bad mass shooting, they had clamped down on gun ownership and had taken them out of the hands of lawful citizens and everyone else, and maybe presumably all the criminals too, but who knows. This is, I think, the only two reasons why Australia, which I had such a different image of as a nation, could even go down this path. Meanwhile, in Sweden... Seven-day moving average of deaths with COVID or by COVID or even COVID-adjacent. Seven-day average, zero for the country. It's been that way for a month as well. But hey, who could have seen this coming? Well, only the two most respected Swedish infectious disease experts in the entire world, Johan Gusecki and Anders Tengel. Well, they are respected experts, at least in Sweden, and they were listened to in Sweden. There was this interview he did, Johan Gusecki, with an Australian TV station from May 2nd of 2020, and I am shocked that it's still up because the things he says are the kind of things that can get you deplatformed and have your account canceled these days. Take a listen to three cuts from the great Johan Gusecki who basically mocks these Aussie TV anchors and laughs in their face like, what are you guys doing? 
Uh, you've been a strong critic of the idea of lockdowns. Sweden has avoided the sort of lockdowns that we're seeing here in Australia. Tell us your thoughts. Are lockdowns the correct way to go? You introduced me by saying that I would say that you got it all wrong. I don't think you got it all wrong, but you painted yourself into a corner and I'm watching with interest how you and 100 other countries will climb out of the lockdown. Because I don't think any government that I know gave a minute's thought about how they would get out of the different lockdowns that are installed. Take a school closure, for example. If you close the schools, when are you going to open them? What's the criteria? I don't think anyone thought about that when the closure was, was decided on. Now, Johan, you said that you think the results are going to be similar across most countries, regardless of the yes. approach they've taken. Can you take us through that? Seeing is a tsunami of a rather mild infection spreading around the globe. And I think there's very little chance to stop it by any measure we take. Most people will become infected by this and most people won't even notice. We have data now from Sweden that shows that between 98 and 99% of the cases have had a very mild infection or didn't even realize they were infected. Wow. So we have a, this spread of, of this mild disease around the globe and most of it is happening where we don't see it. It's among people that don't get very sick spread it to someone else that doesn't get very sick. And what we're looking at is a thin layer at the top of people who do develop disease, an even thinner layer of people that go into intensive care, and an even thinner layer of people who die. But the real outbreak is happening where we don't see it. This was a year and a half ago now approaching. Meanwhile, Gusecki talked about basically the Swedish policy towards public health. Sorry, Professor, you've said the best policy, the correct policy would simply be to protect the old and the frail. Is that correct? Yes. And that's the Swedish, Swedish, the Swedish model has sort of two pillars. One is only use measures that are evidence-based. Yeah. And there are two that ding, are evidence-based. And one is washing hands is good. We've known that for 150 years since uh, Zemmelweis in, in Austria a long time ago. The other is social distancing. If you don't get too close to other people, they won't infect you. And the third may be trust people. People are not stupid. If you tell them what's good for them, they will do what you say. You don't need this soldiers in the street and police and it's unnecessary. Ah, but guess who is in the street in Australia? Going door to door, neighborhood to neighborhood, soldiers. The people are not stupid. Now, here in Australia, we've done an incredibly good job suppressing it. I'm wondering, do you think we have done too good a job? Is it possible to do too good a job suppressing it in the early stages, such that then you don't ever wind up being able to take the foot off the, the brake, as it were, on your restrictions? But I'm, uh, you may succeed, and New Zealand may also succeed. But I've been asking myself, when uh, New Zealand or Australia has stamped out every case in the country. What do you do for the next 30 years? <laughs> Will you close your borders completely, quarantine for everyone who's going to Australia or New Zealand? Because the disease will be out there. I don't know how you're gonna handle that, but um, that's your problem. That's your problem. Wow. Write that on formerly free Australia and New Zealand's tombstones. What's amazing to me is that these quotes and all of what Gasecki said so many months ago are so true. They sound like 
he was somehow a time traveler from the future. But he wasn't. He just looked at the data, and the Swedes, God bless them. I don't know how they did it. I'm kind of envious. I know Sweden is a very socialist country. There's a lot of things the government sticks their fingers into in Sweden and manipulates. I'm not trying to paint Sweden as a paradise. Plus, it's fucking cold as shit. But I've known a few Swedes along the way, and I do like them. I dig the Swedes in general. But man, I listen to him, and I think of Sweden right now, and I think, I got to Google. How do I apply for a visa to move to Sweden? The saddest thing about this YouTube video is that there's a mere 199,000 views. That's it. The fact that every other civilized Western country in the world is steadfastly ignoring Sweden, not reporting on Sweden, not analyzing Sweden, not thinking about Sweden. It's almost like they don't even exist is the most scary thing of all. They're like, nah, 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 I can't hear you because they're not going to admit they were wrong. They're going to keep doubling and tripling down until the casino manager finally says, sir, we're going to stop your line of credit for tonight. Maybe you could enjoy a show instead. You're fairly drunk as well, and you are down quite a bit of money. Only when that happens will we get out of this. God help us all. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. Cut two. Troy Aikman is saying things again. 
Here's the tweet from the former Cowboy quarterback and Hall of Famer and number one analyst on the Fox NFL broadcasts. He writes about Tim Tebow's release from the from the Jacksonville Jaguars and says, quote, albeit a short tenure, don't discount the impact Tim Tebow had in helping Urban Meyer with his locker room culture. And knowing the respect Urban has for Tebow, his release sends a message to the team that this is business. Just like most things Troy says, my only response to that is simply... What the hell did you just say? What, what, what? So the locker room was in awe of Urban Meyer for bringing in Mr. Wonderful, who can't play at 34 years old, and then even more in awe of Urban Meyer for cutting him to show that it's all about business. Any coach who brings in a 34-year-old player who has been out of football for well over five, six, seven years has never played the position he's going to try to play, and is abysmal in the brief moment he's out on the field, there's no way you can spin that as, oh, that was a positive. And Troy Aikman doesn't have the vibe of today's modern player. They don't give a shit about Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. And, oh, wow, that really, we've got a lot of respect for him. But God bless Troy. He says things. And he also has ideas about things. Just oftentimes they make zero sense whatsoever. Cut three. Sick dog. First time we've ever had in our family, our beloved pooch, under the weather just a bit. And we don't quite know what it is. And that's troubling. He's not vomiting. He is not seemingly in pain. But he is just not right. He's not himself. He's been lying around. For two days now, and I mean lying around like even more than usual. Now, we're new dog owners, so this is four years in of having a dog. And Tucker has mostly been a spry, happy-go-lucky, easy-going, no major catastrophes kind of dog. But he did come back from the in-laws, and he was allowed to kind of roam free in their fenced-in yard, which we liked having him do because we don't have a fenced-in yard, so he's always on a leash or at least within biscuit treat luring of me when I play Frisbee with him. Don't know if he ate something. We did summon the vet, the great, capable, and wonderful bedside manner, manner, Dr. Redmond. We loved the fact that while Tucker was down for all day, not moving, barely wanted to get up to go outside to pee, as soon as Dr. Redmond came, he pops up, notices him, and then lopes right over. That was cool. Not sure if it was the sedatives we gave him in the car ride. He doesn't travel very well in the car. And he just hadn't been himself. But he's starting to eat a little bit more now, which is good. And he's starting to move around a little bit more now. But I haven't had this feeling before where you're worried and you're, you know, you try not to let your mind race. Like, could he have eaten a chain link, you know, rope or something like that's nodding up his stomach? I mean, dogs do that. And I'm sure you'll send me stories via email of things your dog got into, but Hopefully he's on the mend, but this is a definitely new experience and a bit of a unnerving one for the Zabin family. Cut four. Sports keeps getting worse, bit by bit. The NHL has approved advertising on its game jerseys for the 2022-23 season. 
They're the latest major U.S. sports league to sell marketing space on player uniforms during games. The ads must fit a rectangle, three inches by three and a half inches. Who cares, by the way? It's too much. It's gross. But say they get all these patches already. 20th anniversary patches. Special captain's patches. Uh, throwback patches. Alternate patches. Patches to honor some dead team executive. I know. But it's the crass advertising. It's not like we get a break on our tickets. It'd be one thing if they said, look, we're going to sell ads. And every fan who goes to the game will get a free hot dog with their ticket courtesy of this new lucrative endorsement deal. Nope. We don't get nothing for it. It's just gimme, 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 money, money, money. The ads will be slightly larger than the patches the NBA added to its jerseys. Of course, nobody gives a shit about the NBA. The NHL, though, it's different. It's different. You won't be required to put one on your team. I don't know if any... Iconic teams like, say, the Canadiens will hold out. I doubt it. It's like a pile of money sitting on the ground. You think these greedy owners aren't going to go scooping it right up? Probably doesn't have to be shared with the union, although I'm not sure about that. Last year, the NHL allowed his teams to sell small ad space on their helmets, which also sucked. So, great. The otherwise iconic and perfect sometimes, if you like the uniform combo your hockey team has, has now been ruined by crass commercialism. Paul Lucas for UniWatch says on Twitter, some folks would say, hey, it's progress. It was bound to happen. You know, basically that you can't stop this. It's not the end of the world. They're right. Life does go on, but uniform ads are in part, are part of the steady drip, drip, drip of commercialization that makes sports and uniforms less enjoyable. A crisis? No. A serious drag? Yup. And it's only going to get worse. Paul Lucas is great. He's got a real eye for athletic aesthetics. He even sells at the uniwatch.com website a, a brand mark remover from baseball hats. So if you don't like the new era stitch mark, their logo on the side of the hat, which I don't mind. I think it's fairly inconspicuous. And it's also the, it's the hat maker. They sell a tool. It's like a little tiny hook that you can get into the stitching and pull it out bit by bit. And people put photos online of their stitches piled up. (laughs) Good job, NHL. Fucking assholes. Cut five. Daniel Craig is a genius or a Grinch? I'm not sure. The 53-year-old actor revealed he's got no plans to leave an inheritance to his children because he finds the practice distasteful. I don't want to leave great sums to the next generation. I think inheritance is quite distasteful, he said. My philosophy is to get rid of it or give it away before you go. He then added to the UK's Candace magazine, isn't there an old adage that if you die a rich person, you failed? Yes, I would agree. Craig has a reported net worth of $160 million, shares 29-year-old daughter Ella with his ex-wife Fiona Loudon, to whom he was married from 92 to 94. The British actor wed Rachel Weiss in 2011, and they welcomed their own daughter in 2018. It seems like none of Craig's kids or Weiss's kids will be able to get that money, or at least he's going to try to keep them from getting the money. You remember what happened, don't you? When poor Craig Sager passed away and the ugly family fight over his estate and 
Craig Sager did well for himself. Well, that's not much of a fortune to fight over. You remember Casey Kasem being shuttled around his dead body, cold, from morgue to morgue as they fought tooth and nail over his estate? I mean, don't kid yourself. Get good lawyers and write that thing iron tight. Drums, please. Agree? Disagree? Does it depend on the circumstances? You weigh in. I think I'm closer to, you know what? Unless you've got a child that's going to need special care or someone else you'd like to give the money to, don't just give it to your dipshit kids. They're going to fuck it up. Nine out of ten times. Guaranteed. Maybe more. That is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for downloading and subscribing. I hope you like the Wednesday solo show. A little slower pace, a little more serious, but then again, if you don't like the serious, you can just skip it. And we'll see you tomorrow for another more upbeat, sports-oriented episode of the Zabecast. Have a great Wednesday, folks, and we will see you next time. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the face and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on site to make winning this season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, and when you win, get paid.